Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay. Then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today. One of the most cowardly things that ordinary people do is to shut their eyes and mind to facts. C.S. Lewis. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hey, are you looking for a show with no spin, with no jazz, without all the noise? Well, welcome. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. If you're looking for that type of show and that type of action and some straight out real talk, real news, real Bible conversation, you have made it to the right podcast. Body of Christ Real Talk is for you. Love you all. Peace out. Stay tuned for Body of Christ Real Talk. All right, all right. Thank you, thank you. Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. Let's give everyone a hand clap. Yay, yay. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. Welcome to the show body of Christ. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and all my night listeners around the world and here in the U.S. of A. Welcome to another episode of Body of Christ Real Talk. And let's dig into some more of the little series I have been doing on what is a real Christian. What is a real Christian? See, that quote from C.S. Lewis, powerful quote, from C.F. Lewis. It's so true. It is. It is so true. Ordinary people. Now, I don't only say ordinary people. I even say people of the church that's part of the body of Christ. That's the most dangerous thing they can do is to shut their eyes and mind to the truth. Now, ordinary people, C.S. Lewis is talking about, is just truth in general. The world, society. A lot of people shut their minds to the truth. Now, in a biblical perspective, I think about the church, not the world. I can understand the world, but when it comes to the church, when it comes to doctrine, Bible doctrine, how often the body of Christ, Christians, shut their minds and eyes to the truth. That, thank you, C.S. Lewis, for that little quote there. That lines almost right up into the last few shows I've been doing about traditions that can condition you. Traditions that can condition you. It goes hand in hand with that. 
so many times in life, many people do shut their minds to the truth, to facts. See, not theories I'm talking about, you know, but facts, truth. Many of us in the world and believers that's within the church often shut our minds to the truth. I'm not talking about the concept what Pontius Pilate said to Jesus when Jesus said he comes he came to proclaim the truth. I don't even Pilate didn't even comprehend or understand the spiritual aspects what Jesus was talking about. Pilate and the Romans they looked at truth as what they perceive as truth. That's why they say what is truth. You can live in a society that lies so much and make up so many and make your own laws. You make up your own truth. So to Pilate, to Pilate, what is truth? Your truth might not be my truth. My laws are different than my y'all. What's true in my law might not be true in yours. So Pilate said, what is truth? What is that? When it comes to sound doctrine and the Bible, the Bible is always true, no matter what it's talking about. Positive, something positive or uplifting or something negative and destructive for people or the church, for the church. Whether it's the kingdom program, Israel predominantly, or whether it's the body of Christ program, Gentiles predominantly. Truth is truth. Let me give you an example. When you read something and it's so plain of what it's saying, but in your mind, you was brought up or, or embed, you was breded or brought up in a traditional way that you are blinded to what is really been said in the Bible because your traditional beliefs will not let you see what you're reading. Now you, excuse me, you see it all right. And you know it's true because the word of God says it. But the thing is, you just do not want to accept it. You know, you can believe in something, but just don't accept it. Many believers today believe in a lot of things what the word of God says, but they choose and pick the ones they want to accept. So that therefore, they go on, on accepting something, even though the Bible says something total opposite. They go as far as even saying, well, I think, you know, God wouldn't mind. Oh, I think things, believe, believe, believe this. Or some people go as far as say, well, that was for then. That's not for today. See, God knew he was going to be living in this time. You know, people come up with all kind of rationale to justify why they don't want to accept the truth of what God is saying. Most of them, if you are a believer in the body of Christ, is because of traditions. Okay, a lot of you guys say, man, I'm tired of hearing about these traditions and conditions. The ones that are saying that are the ones 
that's going to be left behind is going to continue to struggle if you don't catch on to these concepts that I'm talking about. It's nothing about it. It's just common sense concepts. How tradition controls the most of our decisions, the way we act, the way we talk, the way we think sometimes, some more than others, what we believe, traditions, whether they're true or whether they're a lie, either way it go, whether they're good traditions or bad traditions or evil traditions, they affect everyone in the world, around the world, see? Because we're not under one rule or one tradition like Israel was. See, the nation of Israel was under God, starting off where God was a theocracy. They was all under God. That one nation, ever since the ever ever since since the fall of man. Let me put it that way. Ever since the fall of man. Adam disobeyed and Eve disobeyed and ate of the fruit that broke relationship with God and man. That's why God had to that's why God had to reconcile himself back to the world. That was the start. That was the starting point of the breakage between man and God when Adam disobeyed in the Garden of Eden. And then when Jesus done what he done, dying on the cross and rose again, that opened the door for God to reconcile himself back to the world. Now it's important for the church to know that history. What is God, who is God reconciling? Why do God have to reconcile him back, his way back to the world? That, uh, that re reconciliation would not be even needed if Adam and Eve were mainly Adam because he was told disobeyed. So that broke the reconciliation that broke fellowship so Jesus opened the door for God to be reconciled back to the uh, to the world now the world has a chance to be reconciled back to God okay but that before then traditionally under the rule of God Adam and Eve could not make their own choices. Their choices was God gave them such a freedom in the Garden of Eden. Not only the Garden of Eden, but the whole world. I know we focus on the Garden of Eden a lot, but Adam was uh, had dominion over the whole earth. Okay, everything, food, plants, you know, like stuff like that. You know, but he had, and God told him. He's almost free to do all those things down there, but don't eat of this certain tree or you will die spiritually. So in the beginning, even with Adam, before him and Eve disobeyed God, they was under the theocracy of God, the Father. See? ruled by God the Son and the Holy Spirit. They did not have somewhat of a free choice to do what they wanted, but they loved it because uh, everything they was that everything was lined up what God wanted them and them to do, but they still had a free will.
they just would not done that and ate up that tree. I can't even imagine where me and you would be at today. I have, God knows, but I don't know. But by them, or oh, what plan God would have had, I, I have no idea. That, that gets my mind blows up just thinking about that. If Adam or, or Eve wouldn't have ate that fruit, where we'd be at today. But since that did not happen, and Adam disobeyed, see, that broke fellowship. It brought sin, and God cannot deal with sin. So he had to get Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden. Then he protected with some seraphims with, and stuff like that. So no one could be able to, or they, they would not be able to enter back in because of sin. So therefore, Adam and Eve was on their own. Now today, I believe they're in heaven. I, I really do. I really believe they are in heaven, you know, because they, they are sorrow and stuff like that. But my point is... After they broke fellowship with God, and uh, they broke also God's tradition of what He uh, permitted or His directions in the Garden of Eden on the earth. Fast forward, and you know things just start. Man, start making up their own traditions and stuff like that. Remember that time there was no Gentiles, there was no other nations. There, I mean, not no Jews. I'm talking. There was no Jews. I'm, I'm sorry, I apologize for that. No Jews. There was just mainly Gentiles. So God gave the Gentiles a chance <coughs> to obey Him, to follow Him, to follow. His directions without strong arming them and everything like that, without following his directions. Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as. As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay. Then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today. But man rebelled like man always do. When sin came, death came and man started rebelling. Even though there was no law, they governed their own laws and own rules and stuff like that because the law wasn't in place yet, the Mosaic law I'm talking about. But God still had standards. God judged by conscience then. Why? Because men was open and they knew the difference between good and evil. Even though those sins was not charged against them, they knew the basics of knowledge. Their minds was open because Adam was responsible for that. So they knew the difference between good and evil. Okay? So God, I believe, judged them by conscience. Because their conscience understand that the way they live proved that. They knew good from evil. But they just was not under no law because the law did not come in play yet. See? My point is... Since man did not want to obey God and they remained very wicked, God had to destroy them. According to the Bible, the whole earth was wicked. The only ones that was not was Noah and his children. I think it was eight lined up on the ark, but the rest of the world, could you imagine that? 
the rest of the world was wicked. And I believe that was millions. Was wicked. Every man was wicked and sin. Wicked. So, they wouldn't listen to God. God had to destroy the first men and women on the earth and the flood because of their wickedness and disobedience. They didn't want to follow God as the theocracy. They didn't want to follow God. They didn't want to obey God. They didn't want to follow God's traditions and his ways. So they stopped making their own traditions, man-made traditions, man-made traditions. God hates, that's why he hates it so much. Man-made traditions cause them to be destroyed. Their ways, selfishness. So God destroyed the earth the first time and the flood. That's why he destroyed it the first time. So what did God do? Starting in Genesis 12, he made a new people, a new group of people called the Jews. He used another group of people and he used it from another Gentile. Abram, before he came, became Abraham, was from Syria. He was a Gentile. He was not a Jew. He was a Gentile. Okay, so God used a Gentile to birth the Jewish Hebrew nation. That Gentile became a Hebrew and birthed the Jewish nation. So God's plan was to use the Jewish nation to go out to the world and bring back the Gentiles reconciled the Gentiles back. He was going to use the Jews. So he created this nation of Jews to bring back the Gentiles. But what happened? The wickedness of man started. The Jews walked in obedience. They disobeyed God. They didn't have faith in God. They didn't want to follow God wholeheartedly. Even though they'd seen the signs and the miracles, they had the covenants. They had the promises. Starting with Abram, Abram and all of them have the covenants, they have the promises. And all of that. But they still disobeyed God. See? Up until the time when God, uh, not with God, up until the time the stoning of Stephen in Acts 7. God was patient with the nation of Israel, the ones that were supposed to bring the rest of the world, reconcile the world back to him the first time. They was disobedient to God. So God stopped them just like he uh, destroyed the Gentiles the first time. He didn't destroy the Jews. He put curses and different things on them for their disobedience and lack of faith and stuff like that. But he stopped the program. Just like he used the Jews to bring back the Gentiles. Listen to this very closely. Just like God used the Jews, the Gentiles got wiped out because of their disobedience. Only survivors was Noah and his family. So God created and birthed this new firstborn family, which is called the Jews, to use them 
a peculiar people to go back and just try to bring those Gentiles that was destroyed, the ones that was birthed after the ones that was destroyed. Bring them back to reconcile them back in. But the Jews failed. An example of Acts 7 when he was stoned, Stephen was stoned in Acts 7. So the Jews failed all the way from then to Acts 7. They failed. So what did God do? He stopped their program. He stopped their program. And what did he do? He used a Jew to start another program to go out to the Gentiles. You understand what I'm saying? And this is coming to my, my mind while I'm doing this. Well, who did God use the first time to go out to the Gentiles? I mean, go. Uh, he used a Jew. He, now, God used a Gentile, a, the Syrian, Abraham, Abram. He used a Gentile first to create the Jewish nation. And nations is all under Abraham. You know, the blessings going to come through this Abraham. This Hebrew Abraham, which was a Gentile, a Syrian, Abram. He used a Gentile. They failed. The Jewish people failed. After the stoning of Stephen in Acts 7. They couldn't follow God's traditions. They, they just couldn't handle everything like that, his traditions. So since they failed, they failed when they stoned Stephen in the book of Acts 7, they failed. Then God started another program, another tradition. But he used a what? A Jew to go out to the Gentiles. You see that? He used a Gentile first. A Gentile first. To go out to the Jews. Then he used the Jew. To go out to the Gentiles. You see how God worked. You, you see that. You probably never even paid that no attention. I didn't either till I stopped looking. It was something I was listening to. Less Feldick. And it made me think. And it made me think. And it's so beautiful how God works. The world started out. With Gentiles. God created people. He used a Gentile to create the nation of the Jews. They were disobedient. So God went right back to a Jew, the nation that he created. He used a Jew, which was Saul of Tarsus, to go back out to the Gentiles and postpone the Jewish program. Now the Gentiles can go out to both Jews and Gentiles. You see that beautiful plan of God. Now, through Saul, who later became Paul in Acts 13, can go out to the world now, Jews and Gentiles, predominantly Jews in the body of Christ. So just like God, you in the dispensation of the Jewish traditional time, which is postponed now, God using the times for the Gentiles in this dispensation times through a Jewish, the Apostle Paul. I hope you follow where I'm going and then you wonder why I'm going this way. I don't even know, but this is just something that's in my heart right now that's really 
wow, wow, it's just, it's just amazing how God works in the Bible when we take our time, we really think. And I never thought about that till I was listening to uh, one of my teachers, the late Les Feldick. Now he was, he, he, he said something that made me think about this. Wow, I never even thought about that. I never even thought about that. I knew about the two programs, I talked about that, but just looking at it in that way. How God, when you look at the beginnings, Adam, to the first destruction of the world, were Gentiles. God created a nation called the Jews. Through a Gentile from Syria called Abraham, became a Hebrew, and created the Gentile nations. All nations were supposed to be blessed under Abraham, uh, Abraham, the Hebrew, the Gentile, the Syrian. That nation disobeyed God, just like the first Gentiles, the ones that got destroyed by the flood. The only difference, God didn't destroy them. You know, he punished them and cursed them in certain ways, but he didn't destroy them. A lot of them got wiped out, but he just postponed their kingdom and started another tradition, started another program through a Jew this time to go out to the Gentiles first. Remember Jesus said, you know, when you go out the Great Commission, what was the first people he told to go out to? The Jews, Judea, you know, Judea. Israel, Jerusalem, Judea, then it went down to Samaria, the mixed uh, breed, till it got all the way to the Gentiles. The Gentiles was the last ones that Jesus wanted them to go out to. Why? Because the Jews had to get their, their own people cleansed and, you know, cleaned up first and get together first before they can go out to the Gentiles. The Gentiles were the last ones. So when you go back to uh, Saul, when the Jews failed, and God postponed the program after the uh, stoning of Stephen in Acts 7, God used a Jew named Saul of Tarsus to go out to the Gentiles. And just like Jesus told the Jews to go out to Jerusalem and Judea first, Jesus told Saul to go out to the Gentiles first and then the kings and the earth and then the Jews. You see that? Jesus' ministry, he told his disciples to go out in Jerusalem first, Israel first. Saul's ministry, uh, Jesus told him to go out to the Gentiles first. You see, God's perfect plan. Wow. Okay. I just wanted to talk about that. I wanted to talk about that. Now, that has nothing to do with what I want to continue to piggyback off on when I'm talking about traditions. Traditions change when one fails. Let me say this again, or they should. Traditions change or supposed to change when one fails. One more time. Traditions change when that old tradition is not working. It fails. So what do you do? You have to start another tradition. I'm using a tradition in that way. Okay. Many traditions 
that goes on in the world, or even the United States that goes on the world, whether it's, uh, uh, let's keep it at, whether it's spiritual traditions or, you know, school traditions. or Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay, then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Or politics or whatever. Some traditions are need to be changed because the uh, development of society sometimes and technology and different things like that. What happened in the older days and or you know the uh, yesteryears or whatever or thousands of years ago, even a few hundred years ago would not work today because of the advancement of technology and stuff like that. You know, even some idea traditions just do not work, especially if it's mainly physical, because they just don't work. So that's, that way you have to revise some traditions or put a little tweak to it to change it. Either way it go, even if you revise it and change it a little bit, you still changed it some for the better, You try, for the betterment of it. Then you have some traditions just need to be wiped out, period. They don't need to go on no more. Because thinking and everything, things change. They just don't work today no more. It's just like laws change. You cannot use uh, the same law that's not in play no more. Because there's a new law. And that law uh, does not apply today no more because there's a new law. You can't keep. You cannot keep using the same old law. It's not in the books no more. It's wiped out. It's history. You understand what I'm saying? And most people know that. Any type of law that changes and laws changes so much in the United States, good or bad, but either way it go, laws changes and they put it in the books. The traditional law, especially if they've been hold on, holding on for a long time, that we follow, and all of a sudden they change. They either revise it or uh, tweak it a little bit, but I'm just talking about they just stopped it because it just got abused. It was not working no more. It was for that time, but it's not working no more. So they came up with another law. They didn't just revise it and tweak it. They just wiped the old law off, out, period. And they came up with another law that we must abide by now. We can't go back to the old law. How much you cry and beg? It won't hold water in the court. See? It will not hold water in the court. You look at the Constitution of the United States, the Constitution of, the, of America. 
that's been holding for hundreds and hundreds of years. You have many that want to change that now. But the Constitution is what kept America strong and powerful, is their Constitution. That's a tradition that don't need to be changed. You understand what I'm saying? Because it works, it's just the people are wicked and messing it up. Would that ever be changed the way things going now? And the people you got in there now, it's a possibility. But you got people that would live and will live and die for the Constitution of the United States, traditional beliefs and standards for the United States. That's a good tradition created by the past forefathers, people call them. So that's a good tradition in the United States. It will not work in other countries. Other countries will stay had it, but it's too late. It will not work in other countries, but it's a standard. And all, mostly all the countries know about the Constitution of the United States. Some of them know the Constitution by heart more than me and others. They know what the Constitution is and they know how to quote it. They know about Americans' tradition and standards and patriotism. You have some people want to change it and stop it for wicked reasons. For their own ideologies. The tradition is good. But they want to stop it. You see what I'm saying? It's even when different parties switch changes over. Whatever party, whether it's the mayor, the governor, or the president. It depends if it's Republican or Democrat. They got their own type of rules. And some laws they put to the side. Some laws hold they cannot change because it has a certain, you know, a certain time. You know, might have a four, five, six, or ten-year contract. They can't just up and change it. But when it's coming up uh, on that election time for that, that you know, like that Title Forty Two that Trump put in place for illegal immigration, uh, came to an end, and it stopped. Therefore, that 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 stopped the border wall. Stopped when a new person came in there. They stopped it. And they didn't renew the Title 42. Okay, you see what I'm saying? Laws come and change traditions. Some traditions need to continue to go on because they are the rock. They, they are good. Even though people might abuse them, they are still a rock in the tradition that must go forward. Then you have traditions ain't got no business being still applying today. You, you follow what I'm saying? Okay. Now, since I said all of that, and I hope I didn't confuse uh, a lot of people, but since I said all of that, I was talking about uh, uh, diets. And um, this might be my last, uh, you know, show about that. Then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch to traditions in uh, the church you know the faith tra uh, traditions in the church but right now uh, I was talking about diets and eating and food patterns and different things like that that we're tradition we was traditionally and uh, conditioned to follow here in the United States see and uh What's they call it? The RDA has to do with uh, your health. And well, I forget what they call it. I got to look more in that. Look up more into that. But anyway, 
we have a certain regiment that uh that was put out there for Americans on how to eat breakfast is the best time how to eat what to eat you know from lunch from breakfast lunch and dinner everything you know what type of shots kids need to be taking and what type of uh tests we need to be testing testing ourselves for and different things like that the old traditional ways in the uh united states of america okay and at a time it's for each his own whatever you believe at a time that might have been good I didn't say it was true or fact, but I'm just saying at the time, it might have been good. It worked at the time when it was first starting off. But some of those traditions they put in schools, uh, politics, you know, different rules like that within the church and everything. Some of those traditions should have been stopped. Even as far as what they say we, sh we should be eating what worked back then or what they said worked back then doesn't mean it's necessarily going to work today. Why? Because of the things they put in food now. The way the body is changing. See, they might have had a plan and knew the plan. I, you know, sincerely, uh, the best diet plan and the best recommended calories a person should be eating back then. Now, that might have failed true back then, you know, starting in a the 60s or whatever like that before then before they came out with all this stuff right then it might have worked then because of the less stuff and the less junk they put in foods vegetables probably was the most important thing then because they wasn't so much pesticides and all that junk they put in it now and they was more healthier you see what I'm saying they was more healthier then that regimen of eating probably did work and I believe a lot of times it did work even though uh, scientifically people, pro pro pe uh, people probably could have ate another way but just following that tradition they probably had some scientific proof then you know that that regiment of breakfast uh, breakfast lunch and dinner and breakfast being the most important meal in the morning it probably was working then 40, 50, 60 years ago but I look at it like this. Traditionally, some things need to come to an end or it needs to be tweaked or revised. It needs to be tweaked or revised. That means bodies changes and different things like that. But once upon a time, it was uh, when these things started coming out, it was more vegetables and less meat. But slowly down through the years, the change came. More people started eating more meat and less vegetables. See, that was a strong traditional requirement that vegetables and grains and stuff like that be on your plate. Period. But down the years, you know, it started changing. More people started eating more meat. Now I'm talking about America now. I ain't talking about time past and, uh, the indigenous people and stuff like that. But I'm just talking about America because we are a traditional country. We hold on very strong to our traditions, you know. But uh, things can change. Things changes in the body. Why? Food is not so much the food is what they put in it now. 
that it, to the to the point there can be a chance that those same uh, programs that the FDA and everything put in just will not work for everybody today because of the changes of people's body because what they put in the foods and all the processed junk and all the, all the other crap that America make now. That regimen of plan will not work today. Say, so how you know, Joe? It's not working now. And it's not working now. Is it because that uh, that plan of vegetables and less meat and stuff like that? It could be. I don't know. I question the less meat part, but that's another story. But that does not mean that type of diet and then having about 1,200 and 2,000 calories per day per person, that sounded good traditionally then. That's what they scientifically discovered then. But they have to understand things change, even science as people change and bodies change. They stop creating different chemicals and all this, like I said, pesticides, and you come out all kind of, just like milk. Recommended to drink it every day, milk. The milk over 50, 60 years ago in the 30s, and going on to the 60s, is not the same milk today. They put more junk in milk. The pasteurizing, the uh, lactose sugar and all that stuff. And all of a sudden people start getting sick, bloated, and being lactose intolerant. Because what they put in the milk. See, things change, so you can't keep recommending milk the same way. Why? Because people cannot drink milk like they used to. Because what they put in it. People are intolerant to, like, pork anything. See, you have to change as sometimes... People's bodies and society change. Some traditions need to be revised or retweaked or just plain on stopped. And you need to start another way that's going it, to... Let me put it this way. It's to the point now, the way I see it, one diet does not fit all. One any regimen program does not fit all. It's not so much the program or the food's fault. It's just things are different now because what they... Because what they put in stuff now. So everybody cannot eat the same way. You even got people cannot eat vegetables. As well as people cannot eat meat. They can, but they don't want to. Now, if they cannot eat meat, it's because something is bothering them. They are intolerant to something. Because what's been put in food and stuff like that, how they do animals. See, that's the change. Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay. Then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today. To those who visit Mickey D's for their favorite breakfast item and then go somewhere else for coffee, give this Mickey D's brew a second chance. The glow up was real. Try any size iced coffee brewed with 100% Arabica beans for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with a savory sausage McMuffin with egg for $2.79. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. See, that's what we need to we need to be educated on that. That that's the change. Okay. What worked yesteryear does not mean it's going to work 
for us today. You, you follow what I'm saying? Things change. You think it's the same tobacco when cigarettes first came out? It's the same as what they use in tobacco today? No. Yeah, did people get cancer then? Yes, they did. But more people even get cancer today. Because they tweaked it. They put stuff in it. Same with alcohol. See? A plain on regular cake. In the 60s. You could survive on that plain old cake in the 60s more than you could survive on a cake that's made today because of the sugars and all the stuff they put in and the junk they put in. Now, they use more natural stuff then. See, sugar became bad later on down the line. You know, with the sugar canes and they made stuff like that. Remember, God created all that stuff. Man corrupted it. Sugar is bad now because man corrupted it. So sugar is one of just like one of the worst drugs and addictions out there now. Man corrupted it and made it bad, just like Satan, the enemy, does all the time. Anything God makes good, Satan corrupts it and make it bad. Pork wasn't always bad. Sugar wasn't always bad. Alcohol always been an issue, but it's even worse today. Something shouldn't have been shouldn't have, shouldn't have been made anywhere. Alcohol is one of them. That's a tradition that should have been stopped. See, that's one tradition should have been stopped. Alcohol. Another tradition should have been stopped. Smoking cigarettes. You see what I'm saying now? Some traditions need to be stopped. It should have been stopped. Because of the death and the cancers and, the, you know, not only the deaths that's in people's bodies, like the cancers and the uh, tumors and stuff like that, because of alcohol and cigarettes, it's the things what happens outside of that murder, automobile accidents caused by them or, by, you know, somebody hitting themselves. See, alcohol and cigarettes should have been stopped and outlawed years ago. They shouldn't have even been started. But it got worse through the years because they added more stuff to it. A Coca-Cola wasn't that bad back then until they stopped putting stuff in it. Pops and sodas, you know, wasn't that bad then. We drunk sodas all day long, man. I mean, you can tell if you uh, was in a, ba a baby boomer like myself, you know how much sodas and stuff and drinks or even sweets that you can eat then. Not saying it's good, but I'm saying it wasn't as bad as what it is today because what they put in it today. You, you understand what I'm saying? So candy wasn't always dangerous. Sugar wasn't always dangerous. Milk wasn't always giving people like myself and others lactose problems and tolerance like it is today. Because as time went by, things changed, bodies changed. Because what's been put in our bodies, that's affecting those things that's been put in us. See, if they putting poisons and junk and food now, where do you think those poisons is going? It's going in us because we consume it. Then we get fat. Then we get bad health. 
and all these symptoms come. You, you see what I'm saying? Was it planned or not? I don't know. I think part of it was, yes. My honest opinion, I think part of it was. What, what, what do I mean by that? I, I'm saying that because I know everybody that's uh, in a drug and pharmaceuticals health program are not doing things for evil. But you have a certain remnant, like always, that is. I made this statement that doctors, when I say doctors, I'm not talking about all doctors. Doctors cannot make money or even survive if people was healthy. That's just common sense. If people was healthy, they would not need to go to no doctor. See? You look at the time back in time past in the 30s on up. And if you do a data, which I haven't done yet, and compare it to today, do you have more sick people today than you back then? And you look at the age brackets. Now, you still, you had cancer, you had stuff like that, you know, you had cancer, you had sickness, but is it, was it as prevalent as it is today? No. And I ain't even seen no data of it, but I know it is not. I don't care how you try to twist it. I know it's not. See? So some things should have been dealt with. The biggest reason why alcohol and uh, certain sweets, junk food, uh, and stuff like that, uh has not been outlawed is because of one thing, Kajin, the money. It's, too, it's a money market. It brings too much revenue to stop it. So they choose the money over people's health. See, that's why they're not going to stop tobacco. That's a multi-billion dollar, uh, you know, what they call it? A multi money machine, a multi-billion dollar money machine, alcohol, cigarettes is a multi-billion dollar money machine, because people are addicted to that stuff, you got people selling cigarette packs on trains and everything now, because they know they're going to find somebody that's going to buy from them, that's one of the number one addictions I believe is cigarettes. It's over alcohol. Cigarettes is one of the number one addictions, I believe. Smoking cigarettes. And you know what else is up there? Sugar. Consuming sugar. In America, anyway. Consuming sugar. You go to somewhat of a country, somewhat more healthier than us. They might not eat like us, but a lot of them, you go to places like China, but you notice a lot of them smoke go to Japan, you still see a lot of them that do smoke. They might be in better health in America. A lot of them are, but they smoke. You go to some of these indigenous... I remember I was looking at this movie, uh, Key Largo, with Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. And you know some of these old indigenous Indians live a long time. Long, long time. But you know something they do? They smoke. And you wonder, how would how could somebody smoke like that and live to be a hundred or some years old like some of these indigenous people, but they smoke? Do they use the same tobacco as Americans? No. <laughs> now, I'm not promoting smoking the cigarettes, 
but ain't nowhere they use the same uh, cancerous tobacco, uh, you know, tobacco with toxins in it in America. They do in those little small poor countries. And these people live all those years and smoke and smoke pipes and cigarettes every day, but live to be a hundred and something years old, still walking good. Most of them, they might lose their teeth and stuff like that, but they still walking good or whatever like that. You cannot tell me they use the same tobacco. Most of them probably still grow their own. They have to. They don't have no big factories around there. They probably don't even use those stuff. They grow their own stuff. So they got the somewhat natural tobacco. See, some things you don't have to do a scientific anecdotal test. You just see that. You you can look at other countries. That Those people smoke more than what we do over there, but they still live longer. People over here getting cancer, cancer left and right. See? And the cancer can be also caused by combinations of things. It's, it's, it's just amazing, you know, how people in those countries can eat even raw meat pull a fish out, don't even cook it and eat it and eat all kind of stuff like that. We eat raw meat here, a lot of us will get sick. A lot of us will get sick. Because our bodies, our bodies, for instance, when you go into another country, I remember I was going to go travel to Colombia when me and my fiance first met. I was going to go to Colombia. And in some most countries, you have to go to you have to go get blood checked and everything like that. And sometimes you have to get a shot, you know, different things like that. I guess that's preparing your body going to other countries. You cannot your body? Uh, I don't know. Will not. Uh, you have to prepare yourself for the new environment, the air, uh, the food, and the water. Certain water you can. You cannot drink from another country because your body is used to what the country you came from. So you have to be careful. Things like that. You see what I'm saying? One size does not fit all. One size does not fit all. Okay? All right. All right. I know I said a lot. And a lot of things just coming out of my mind. I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking, I'm, I'm just thinking of things. And there's so much coming up now that we have just been lied to, man. Uh, it's a lot of things we've been uh, hoodwinked and bamboozled. We've just been lied to, man, about a lot of things, ladies and gentlemen. We just have been lied to here in America. And I'm discovering, not discovering, that sounds like this is something I discovered, but I'm finding out more and more what I used to believe that was true was not true. What I used to believe traditionally in America was true was not true. Why you had people out there even then didn't believe a lot of things that was going on. We laughed at them and called them what? Conspiracy theories. Theorists. We laughed at them. Why? Good old America? Nah, man. That only happens in China. That only happens in Russia, Iran, North Korea. That don't happen here in America. 
they're the only one got the wicked governments, not America. Traditionally, we was just taught to believe the stories of what made America great. And a lot of them are true, don't get me wrong. But a lot of them are lies. I don't know the percentage of what's one over the other. The lie of the truth, I don't know that. I haven't researched that. It depends what side you're listening to. See? But a lot of things traditionally we have been told are lies. Now, I'm going to throw out a few of them. A few of them. Traditions. Events that happen. Let me just go to events. Because this probably bothers a lot of people. Uh, uh, certain events that I have found out. And it's almost open now of what really happened that's really touched everybody here in America. Some of these people got holidays for under their name and everything, some this and that or whatever. Alright. One of the what's a big event you could think about that happened in America that's well known in America that started in the sixties, could you think of it? That was we was conditioned to believe. Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay. Then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today. Oh, come on now. You know you deserve it. A steak patty on any McDonald's breakfast sandwich. I mean any breakfast sandwich. Biscuit, McMuffin, Bagel, McGriddles, a juicy steak patty on any breakfast sandwich. And when you order through the app, buy one and get one free. Now go get them. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. We celebrate this a lot. You know, personally. We was tradition and conditioned to believe. I'm a name one. Man walking on the moon. Some people say, what? Man walking on the moon. Fact or fiction? What do you think? I'm not going to go into details. Well, I know it's a fiction, but what do you think? I'm just going to, I'm not going to tell you. Uh, if you want to know more about it, you know, that's another thing I'll teach on, which I did on one of my older shows. Fiction. That did not happen. And there's a reason why it happened and why I was said it was happened. But that never happened. And you ought to know it didn't happen. All this technology we got and stuff we got now and a man ain't been to the moon since. No other country itself either. With the better equipment, and you start looking at all that, that stuff that a man. I went to this, uh, the Adler Museum of Science in downtown Chicago, one of the biggest and one of the most well known. And they have, even if it's the real thing, they lie about so many things, I don't even know if that's real. But I was looking at this uh, capsule. Remember the old capsules that they supposed that came down? And I looked at that thing, and I'm saying, how in the world that make it on the moon? 
this ugly thing with wires hanging out of where how did it make it to the moon and all this sophisticated stuff they got now can't even get close <laughs> but traditionally we didn't know nobody why because technology wasn't as strong then they, they was technology if I knew the future I wouldn't have believed it back then <laughs> but nobody knew that I was born in 64 I was right early in that time when all that stuff happened and everything I didn't make a big deal about it but man I didn't even try to challenge it or nothing like that because it just I just believed it because they said it happened even a, a, a stale and a fake man looking on the pictures that I never even questioned that even though it looked phony but I didn't question <laughs> but we was traditionally in condition to believe that see but that was a fiction nobody never walked on the moon nobody nobody walked on the moon God the creator who made the moon who made the sun? Who made the stars? If you are a creationist believer, if you are evolutionist, that's another thing. If you are a creationist believer, you know who made the moon and the stars, whatever, whether you saved or not. You could be a creationist without being saved, but whether you're a creationist or not, see, it, it ain't that simple to get on the moon. And they put on a good show too, but that's fiction to me. Well, there's another biggest event that happened the JFK murder the JFK assassination see not that the murder was not real that was real that was very tragedy but who they the ones they said is who they said done it is the fiction they blame it on Oswald that killed Kennedy. And it's been proven that that's fake. Now that's false. Did you know that? You probably know that now. Even Robert F. Kennedy know the CIA has something to do with it. The one that's running for president of the Democratic Party now that's fighting against uh, the vaccines, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He know that. That's his uncle. He knows the CIA. That's what they don't like when they try to keep them shut down. But it's out there now. If people ain't paying attention, they just ain't paying attention. People know Oswald didn't kill Kennedy now. They know it was, it was CIA done it. Tuck Kennedy out. The CIA and your own government, the United States. Let's talk about another one. High event. Uh, even Robert F. Kennedy was talking now. I don't believe it's because only Ruby. I believe that was set up. Another one, Martin Luther King. James Earl Ray did not kill Martin Luther King. The CIA did. You, you see your government but we was traditionally conditioned to believe what they told us was ha what happened the pansy the pansies that uh, Oswald said he was used James Earl Ray you know all of them now James Earl Ray wasn't no good person he was he was he was, he was, he was out there he was down and low but he did not kill Martin Luther King see he did not kill Martin Luther King alright I know I'm probably bothering some people saying this because you probably believe this all these years. All these years. I did too. I did too. 
But I'm that's what I'm trying to do with all of us. Let's start unconditioning ourselves, un getting out of the old traditional beliefs. See? Let's start really opening up our minds and getting out of these old traditional beliefs and we know that a lot of them was lies. See. Think of something else. There's many that I don't even know of. <laughs> but I'm just talking about the, the big ones that I do know of. Could you think of some? If you know some, write it in the comment. If you know some, just please write it in your comments. Because I'm going to talk about some more. And then one of them, uh, I had to really think about it because I couldn't believe it. I just wouldn't hold on to that. But now, I can see it. Back a few years ago, you couldn't get me when it first happened. Man, ain't no way that would that wouldn't I would have believed that. That America has something to do with it. I wouldn't have believed that, man. I knew America had their wickedness, but I would have never thought they'd they stoop that low. And then why they done that? Why they done it? Think of something else that's big and tragic that happened in America. A lot of things that happened in America, big and tragic. You know that we was conditioned to believe how it happened and why. It's coming to the point that there was a lie. America had their dirty hands in it. The government, not the America, the government, along with other countries. See, think about the other big event. And let me help you out. Nine eleven. Was that? Now that was real. The planes uh, crashing into the buildings, that was real. I'm, I'm not questioning that the people that got killed, that was real. The numbers, I don't know. I'm, I'm a funny person with numbers. But people did get killed in 9-11. Was we attacked by foreigners? Yes, that was real. But, here we go. But, Was it a planned attack by terrorists and Osama bin Laden? Did Osama bin Laden really have something to do with this? Did Saddam Hussein have, really have something to do with this? Like we was told traditionally and we believed it? Or did America have all this set up? What is a fact or fiction? We got attacked by terrorists, was it caused by Osama bin Laden? Fact or fiction? I'm gonna let you make up your own choice on that one. It's fiction with me, of what I know now. It's fiction. When the buildings all came coming down, especially Building Seven, they called it Building Seven, and how they mysteriously start falling straight down. Now I remember my brother. My brother was telling me about that. You know, I didn't want to listen. I couldn't see that because I was so much patriotic and I couldn't see that, man. I was sold out on Osama Bin Laden started all that attacking on him. Man, not, don't get me wrong, Osama was a bad guy. He was evil. He was anti-America. But he didn't. He wasn't a, a master plan to bringing down those buildings, in my opinion. That's what I believe. Uh, but I remember my brother was telling me about that. And I was kind of listening because I'm going to listen. 
Now, remember he said that and what he told me exactly. And that was over a few years ago when he said that. And I, I didn't fully accept that. I just couldn't see that. But today, I had to agree with him. He was right. It was brought down by dynamite. Then I started hearing people say buildings don't fall. I had no idea how buildings fall. I didn't pay no attention. I wasn't looking at that, how buildings fall when they on fire. They don't go straight down like that. If you go to past buildings on fire, you'll see that you'll see it yourself. They they just start going down. When I seen it, I was so hurt of what happened to America, I didn't even put that together until I started seeing people talk about it and guys on the ground floor and whatever like that and it's being exposed now. If America has something to do with it, you have to say why. have to say why. And then they blamed it. They couldn't say too much about Osama. Though. Who, they gave America an excuse to attack and start a war in Iraq. The second war in Iraq. They brought down Saddam Hussein. He needs to be brought down. No doubt about that. But Saddam had nothing to do with that. He was just a pansy. <laughs> like James Earl Ray and Lee Harvey Oswald. Also, uh, uh, I forgot his name. Hussein. Hussein Hussein. What's his name? Oh, boy. Please. Ah, my memory. Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein. Then they made up the story about weapons of mass destruction. I bought into that. I was bamboozled on that. Found out that was a lie. There was no weapons like that of mass destruction. Now, did Psalm have any type of chemical weapons? I believe he did, but the way they said it and the reason they went up in there to pull him out because they just basically accused him for being part of the things of... Uh, along with Osama of uh, attacking America. But I, I heard that was just an excuse for them to, to start the war so they can go in for that oil. Oil. Because Iraq is one of the most powerful oil holders. And America's, Americans wanted that oil. That's part of the reason. You look it up yourself. You ain't gonna, don't forget Google and, and all that other stuff. You ain't gonna find them. They gonna keep it hidden. So Bush... No. Bush was part of it. And I like the Bush. But I never knew Bush. I don't know what's in these presidents really here. Trump or nobody. I don't know what their real agenda is. I don't know that. That's why I don't praise them. But it's just the the uh the two evils you have to look at if you're a voter. But I don't know what's really in their head. I'm not going to act like I did. But I'm just saying these are things. Slavery. The history of slavery. You only heard one side. You did not hear the other side of slavery. It's, it's more than one side. You hear about the 1619 program. And that's blacks. We know about that in the 400 years ago and stuff like that more than the other side of history of slavery. How black slaves enslaved themselves more than white men enslaved. How Latins and Spaniards enslaved blacks more than the Caucasians. Caucasians came later. See, stuff like that we didn't know about. 
in America, other countries did, but in America, we were traditionally conditioned to believe what they told us. A lie. Now, I'm not saying it's a lie of what happened with slavery. But if you're going to talk about slavery, which was very evil and wicked, any type of slavery that does it that way is evil and wicked. But you want to talk about it as a, a racism reason to keep the whites and blacks segregated and you only tell one side and even you lie about that a lot without telling the other side. You don't tell about the white people side, how many white people are responsible for a lot of the blacks getting free even helping out uh, uh, Harriet Tubman in the underground tunnel. White people helped her out. She didn't do it by herself. She couldn't do it without the help of the white people. But we weren't told that too much. I don't remember it. Anyway, maybe you do, but I don't. But we was traditionally told that mostly all white men was just dogs and evil. And most of them was not. <laughs> and I mean that most literally were not. Some of them were just as uneducated as black people. A lot of them got lynched as well as black people. Not as many, of course not, but they got hung and they got lynched. But you don't hear that other side of history. You don't hear how slavery was around the world. Slavery been happening in the Bible times. You got people torturing people in other countries. But traditionally, Traditions, okay. All right, traditions and conditions. When it comes to, let me go all the way back to the diet. And I told you, the diet that I'm on is called the lion diet, for you that want to know. The lion diet is just somewhat of an upgrade, uh, if you want to call it that, or more of an extreme regimen of a diet. And the reason I went all around like that, like I do, because traditionally we was told that meat was bad for us and causes cancer and all kind of stuff. Now it's a fight against high protein meat because not because it's bad for you, it's because it's been it's successful, it's working in a lot of people. People are losing weight and their health and diabetes are reversing. So there's an attack on the keto high protein diet. So they was they would talk about the dangers of it, the cancer it causing different things like that. That's not the real reason. The real reason is messing with their money cow <laughs> of their traditional beliefs of promoting vegetables and having less meat. That's going on today. Remember I was saying that big fat today is the high protein fat. You have many, many, many hundreds and hundreds of diets out there. But I will compare. If we had uh, a test, because people always say it's anecdotal when you talk about it's working. True, true. You know, if they had a test and they do have tests on which diet will have you just basically lose weight the fastest unless you're fasting. The high protein, low carb will win most of every time to me. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But a, 
a, a, a scientist or a health person that's against that do not want to do that. They don't want they don't want that test. Just like when it comes to vaccines, they don't want to debate nobody about prove that the vaccines work against proving against the vaccine don't work. They don't want to debate like that because they know they'll lose. They don't have the data and the science. They just have theories. They don't have no proof that vaccines in general, all vaccines in general, saved and slowed down people's diseases. And they don't have real solid proof. I ain't talking about rat and mices. Proof. Compare to a person that's saying that the vaccine made them sick or whatever like that. And they, they have all kind of ways of defending it <clears throat> because they don't want really no autopsies done and they don't want to look at if vaccine is the main problem. So when they do autopsy, they don't look for the cause of the vaccine doing it. They look for something else. See, it ain't because it's not there. But I remember the doctor was saying it's a special way you have to look for is it called back the vaccine and you strictly looking for that. Not just a regular autopsy. You got to look what the you the thing that you think caused it. You got to look for that, and they don't do those autopsies purposely because they know what they will find and what has caused these different things. They don't want to debate that because even when they say anecdotally, traditionally we was told that these things work and kids and everybody get better. But if common sense will tell you, you look around. You see kids sick, kids dying, kids with autism, kids so hyper, kids getting sick in daycares. And you see so many kids with runny noses, with fevers. And you wonder, all these immunization shots, why is kids so sick if they worked? If these immunizations worked, why is kids are even more sicker today than they have ever been? If these immunization shots work, and I'm not even talking about the COVID-19, I'm just talking about immunization shots and period, all immunization shots that's required for our babies, ourselves and our babies. You would think that sickness will go down, all this stuff will go down, but it's higher with the vaccines. Do you take a rocket scientist to figure this out, that they don't, they don't work? That's why they don't want to have those debates. They can't prove it. Tradition told us they did, though. Tradition. So with the diets, we was always told not to eat a lot of meat. Could they be lying about that? Not all. A lot of scientists know now that a high-protein diet, that, listen to me carefully, works better in a lot of people when it comes to losing weight. There's a debate about the nutrition side, though. There's a debate on that, about the nutrition side, even with me. But one thing, I'm hearing reviews, and I'm hearing testimonies and stuff like that, and there's a trend you, that you didn't hear from the Atkins diet or the keto that's happening with the uh, lion and the carnivore. You're hearing all kind of uh, trends of people diabetes being reversed. Already knew diabetes can be reversed. Already knew cancer could too. It depends on the stage. Already knew that too. But when you hit, see they shut everybody up when they get to talking about it. They don't want you talking about that because they're the mess up their cash cow. You know. They want to keep you sick. 
So they put you on uh, chemotherapy and stuff like that. But it's ways, many people could, could have been healed from cancer, but they, they, if you're going to a regular doctor, and stuff like that, because they don't want you going to holistic doctors or nothing like that. You know, you go to a regular doctor, they all train the same way. Chemotherapy and all that stuff. And a lot of people die on chemotherapy, because I heard it makes people sick and sick and sick. Well, anyway, but traditionally, we told, we was told those things work. But they don't. Most of them don't. But do we still use them? Yes. So traditionally, that's another thing that should have been stopped. Chemotherapy and all that, because they don't work. I ain't talking about the few that it did. I'm talking about the ones that really don't work. It's supposed to have been stopped. All right. Tradition. So we was told. Depends what area you were in. I'm basically talking about the baby boomers going up through the Generation X. Tradition. All these things I'm talking about tradition. We was told these things work. Meat is bad, pork is bad, all this and whatever like that, you know, all those things. Too much meat is bad. You must eat more vegetables, more grains. Remember I talked about maybe those things is decent back then and they work, but things have changed now. See, things have changed now, you know, because all the stuff and the junk they put on, vegetables and everything like that, okay? Now, when it comes to the, uh, it's been a lot of data from uh, the pioneer diet, I mean the lion diet and the carnivore diet, meat eaters diet they call it, that people have lost tremendous weight. But it's not the weight that people lost, it's the nutrition that people are getting. It's the reverse diabetes, the better eyesight, the gum disease, people, some, uh, even uh, Professor Jordan Peterson. The uh, reverse gum disease. He named a lot of stuff that I can't even pronounce. But there's a lot of people. Uh, it been chronic illness. They suffered for years taking many, many, many medicines. Have testimonies of just eating meat. Have reversed it. So they don't talk about the losing weight. This is what gets me. And move me to go on this diet because they don't talk about the losing weight and a lot of them lost a lot of weight because you're going to lose weight on any pro high protein diet you're going to lose weight but the the uh the vitamins and the nutrients that they are getting and the reverse of their sickness is what gets me when they start talking about reverse eyesights and different things. Now, I ain't talking about blind people, but I'm just saying when you have eye issues and stuff with your gums and teeth and different things like that, or uh, uh, reverse heart disease, because they went to their doctors to check them out, and some of their doctors were shocked. See? When it's happening, like I said, within yourself, you don't need science to try to prove it, if it works or not, because you have too many testimonies. You have too many testimonies of people the same type of trend by eating this type of diet. Now, I'm not getting paid. I'm not trying to sell you on this. And I'm not trying to tell you if you're obese to go on this diet. You know, I'm not doing that. I'm just saying this is a diet that I decided to start. You know, I knew I could lose weight. I know how to lose weight because I believe in a high-protein, low-carb diet because it works. You just have to do it right. It works. So it's okay. I, I, it's already been proven. I, I, for myself, I can eat a lot of meat, any type of meat. See? 
as long as you use the right uh, oils and butter. Don't use vegetable oil, corn oil, and stuff like that. Remember, all that stuff is promoted by who? FDA, which is bad when you find out where they come from. See? Find out what these come from. You say, wow, what they told was good for you the majority of the time is no good for you. Too much of anything like the old sand would hurt you. But you find out what people put in stuff, what this government, FDA, and the CDC do put in this stuff, it keeps you sick the majority of the time, but they told you it was good. Just like they told you diet sodas and stuff was good, then you find out years later it's worse than a regular soda. The sodas we used to drink back in the 70s is much better than diet sodas today. Because they don't have all that junk and poison they got in it now. That's why you can drink sodas and sodas all day long. And the majority of us did not get fat. Matter of fact, we have more energy. We ate all kind of meat. I always ate more meat and eggs than vegetables. I got fat later. <laughs> but now I know I can't blame it on the meat. I blame it on the processed junk I ate with the meat. You think about this. And I heard this guy say that. When you buy a hamburger from a fast food restaurant, which is not good anyway, but you buy a hamburger from a fast food restaurant, What's the first thing the FDA would tell you? Those burgers and that stuff is bad for you. It's killing you and everything like that. See, what we don't never look at because we're not educated on that and everything. What's on the hamburger? Is it really the meat itself or is it what all the other stuff they put on it? All the condiments. All the other stuff. Onions and all the condiments and the bread. They always blame the meat. They always blame the hamburger. The Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay. Then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Meat. They never blame the other stuff you put on it. And, the, the, and that's the problem, the other stuff. It's not the meat itself unless they put something in meat. But far as that, it's never not the meat itself. Nine times out of ten, it's never the meat. It's not the burger. It's the stuff they put on it. That's bad. You, you, that's what you, you understand that, but we didn't. We never knew that. When you buy Big Macs, you notice Big uh, Big Mac meat has shrunk. But they give you more lettuce, and they give you more of that other sauce, which is good because we Americans we love taste, and they give you three bonds but two little meats. But they blame the meat. <laughs> you know, they blame the meat, not the junk, not the lettuce and all that other stuff or the sauce or the bread. The meat is a scapegoat, so they blame the meat. You could take that meat out and be fine if you just ate the meat. And to take just taking two 
meat out. And eating the meat, and you've done that for a week, you will lose weight. Did you know that you will lose weight? Because you don't have none of the sugars and the high carbs and none of that with it. You will lose weight. Your body seems like it get happy. You will lose weight. Even if you just took, put the meat and took everything else out of it, I mean everything, and just left a, left a little of the sauce on it and used one bun, you will lose weight. Because you don't have all those high carbs with it. See, the issue with most burgers is the high carbs over the burgers. It's not the burger itself. But we have been told hamburgers are bad. The beef is bad. It's not that it's the combination of it, what you got with it. It's the combination, the condiments and onions and all this other stuff that makes it bad. See, all this stuff I know now. You have to educate yourself these days, not only spiritually. Remember I talked about uh, helping myself to grow spiritually, but physically you have to educate yourself. We have to learn how to uncondition traditional beliefs, see, that we was lied to. Now, since I've been on this lion diet, was predominantly meat. Now, I'm going to tell you one thing. You have some people that uh, that's on this diet, they eat about two or three pounds of uh, meat. I don't eat all that. I don't need to because I don't be that hungry. That's a beautiful thing. I eat, like today, I ate three thick uh, Angus beef burgers with nothing on it but little seasoning, seasoned salt, because I like my seasoning. You know, and uh, mustard, and got full off the second burger. But earlier, I ate pork loin chops, for two big, thick uh, pork loin pork chops. Nothing else. Just ate that because I'm trying this for thirty days. Now, hear me out. Before that, since I've been on this uh, this lion's diet, it's not the carnivore. Cause carnivore strictly just strictly. You know, meat, steaks and stuff like that. What I'm doing, I'm just eating strictly meat and I'm adding condiments. But it might, uh, if, if it's any condiments I'm adding, it's organic or sugar-free. I, eat, I drink sugar-free drinks. You know, I still do that. So that wouldn't be considered a, kind of, a carnivore diet because they don't do none of that. But I'm, I, I'm still stuck on taste. So I still add my seasons and I add my little condiments, but I make sure it's organic or sugar-free. Even with my drinks, I don't drink nothing that's not sugar-free now. Or, you know, whatever. And I know people have a problem with the uh, sweetness and stuff like that, but I think, you know, once I start growing, I would learn to get off there. But right now, I'm still stuck on taste. So I still use some sweetness. But even going into two weeks, I lost a considerable amount of weight, which I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked about the weight because I know high-protein, low-carb works. So I, I'm not because I can see, you know, I, you say uh, how much I don't I'm not thinking about weighing myself. I'm not going to weigh myself until a month from the from the 12th because that's uh, I didn't get to the point when I lose weight. I know it. I don't have to keep weighing myself because when you keep weighing, this is me. When I keep weighing myself, I'm too much looking at the scale and then I'm weighing myself. And then if you gain one inch, you can get very disappointed and you lose your mojo. Because the scale go up and down. That depends what scale you're using. So I don't want to get stuck on weighing myself every few days. I'm not thinking about weighing myself. I'm going to weigh myself when I know my pants get looser, which they are. I can pull my pants over my stomach now. But it's still not loose enough for me. 
when I get to that point when I'm about a 40 in the waist or 38 again, see, then I weigh, my, weigh myself in the maintenance, whatever like that. But I know for now, yes, the weight is coming off. I'm sleeping better. See, I'm sleeping better. You know, I don't get as much heartburn and I don't get as much gas. Now, that's going to be part of the diet as well, but I'm not getting as much. But I'm sleeping better. And I'm, see, this, these are things I don't have to be conscious of unless I'm talking about it. Because I try not to even think about it, what's not happening. Because I'm more concerned now, not with the weight loss. That's going to happen. The nutrition that I'm looking for, you know, reversal on different things, you know, whatever. You know, so when I do go to the doctor, you know, I'm going to see it when I take my blood pressure, uh, you know, diabetes test. And I never had diabetes last. I haven't went to the doctor, but, you know, I have had a diabetic test. But I'm not thinking about that right now until I get through this at least 90 days. See, see, that's me. You can do it another way. That's me. But I'm on the lion diet. If you want to know about it, look it up. But my point is, and I'm going to end it with this. And then I'm getting to the spiritual uh, traditions that we can fall into. We need to stop doing. Now, if you are a beast person, whatever diet works for you. Now, let me, first of all, let me go to the pros and the cons of a high protein low-carb diet because it's pros and cons in any type of diet everybody don't grab one diet a hundred percent there's pros and cons and any other diet now I do believe and I agree with this whatever diet that really works for you because everybody can't eat everything like vegetables or meat if it's working for you go with it go with it you know I'm not that's you go with it but I just make sure it's going to be some nutrition nutrition values with it, like all your vitamins and stuff with it, you know. And it's not just losing weight. Because you can lose weight all day long on a liquid diet, but is it nutrition-wise, this is going to help you. Okay. Look at the nutrients, the health benefits of it more than the weight loss. That's why I look at diets now. I don't look at the weight loss first. Now I look at the health the uh, health benefits of it. And that's why I like so far of a high protein, low carb diet. Okay, now the pros of a high protein diet is you can eat any type of meat that you want, seasoned or unseasoned, or raw if you like raw, or organs if you like organs. I don't like none, neither of the last two. But my point is you can on a high protein diet. You have choices of eating only meat or you have choices to eat meat with only green vegetables or whatever like that uh, until you get it. See, that's the choice. You know, you have a choice. It's, it's ways you can do that. It depends on your body, what bothers your body. Some people add a little fruit later on down the line, but that's on you. I'm not adding no fruit. And I come to the point, I'm not adding no vegetables. And I'm going to tell you a story about vegetables, too. You know, the benefits of high protein diet, it works. It works. You know, the uh, the benefits of reversing diabetes and stuff like that, I have no proof of that because I never had those things, but I will give you an update on other things when I those things start occurring. If all of a sudden I get up and I start seeing pretty good out of both my eyes, and I heard in this testimony that it, is, it improves brain fog and it even heals some people's dementia. These are true testimonies. See, it's the things 
that I never have, I can't, I can't talk about that. But I, I would know with these changes that I told you about the heartburn and a lot of bloating has stopped. You know, I can tell you about that because I experienced during that, during that period. But anyway, those are pros. Uh, the, the benefits, power as far as health, I'll tell you about that later. But I know you will lose some weight. Water first, like any other diet, but you will lose some weight. You will lose some weight. Those are pros of a high uh, protein, uh, low carb diet. People have other experiences and everything like that. So it's a the uh, the pros to me outweigh the cons of this diet. Okay. So now what's what's some of the, these are my some of the cons for me for this diet. Uh, some of the cons for me when it comes to this diet. I'm do I'm talk about this about uh, ten more minutes. The cons of this diet is <clears throat> my personal experience is you have to be creative in your meals because you don't want to come so complacent with the same thing or you will not stay on this meal. See, so you have to learn how to be creative when you're on a high protein all meat or part you know, all meat and some carbs diet. You have to be creative or you will not stay on it. These are the people that like me. Everybody don't like me, you know. Some people like vegetables, you know, whatever. But uh, what I'm just saying, you know, that's one of the cons. You have to be creative. Now, because there's no sweets or nothing allowed in the Pioneer or the Carnivore. And the Keto, they have their own type of sweets and uh, variety. But uh, the, uh, the Lion and the Carnivore are strict. No sweets, no, out of, no protein shakes, none of that stuff. They're strictly meat. See, that's the challenge. But you don't have to do the carnivore. You just even do the keto, which is good as well. Or the Atkins, which you, which they low carb, so they have low carb sweeps themselves. So you know, pretty cool. But my point is, when you're on this type of diet, lion, the uh, the, the lion diet or the carnivore diet, you have to learn how to be changing, uh, very creative. Because one size does not fit all. See, very creative. How you eat your meat or how much you want to cook, you can do it any way you want to. But just stay away from the, the uh, vegetable oils and the corn oils and stuff like that, you know, according to these experts on this, you know. But anyway, I don't use a lot of it anyway. So that's not a big deal with me. That's one of the con. Now, my biggest con, and this is the honest truth, my biggest con when it comes to the high protein, low carb diet was you have to get through this thing they call the keto flu. Now, this is me. I think most people stop and fail because they have an issue with the keto flu. Now, what is the keto flu? It's not a flu. It's not a virus. So let me get that out there first. That keto flu, I first experienced on the Atkins. And that's what made me stop the Atkins because I thought I was sick because I wasn't eating enough carbs. And I know that wasn't it now. But back then, I was told that and I believed that because, man, I felt, woo, lightheaded and everything. It's... It's, it's because when you go into, I don't think it has nothing to do with ketosis. Ketosis is when you start, you know, your appetite start being suppressed, which is another thing happening in high protein. You don't eat as much. You don't have much of an appetite, which is a plus, which is a good thing. You don't eat as much. You don't snack as much if you do it right. Uh, it's called the keto flu. That means your body is getting used to eating off your own fat, which sounds very creepy to some people, but that's a good thing. Your insulin goes down. Your you you be less inflamed and your body is getting used to not having sugar and stuff in it 
So it's like in a battle, uh, uh, you can compare it to a drug addict or alcoholic where they, they had to get locked up and they, they can't get their drugs or whatever like that. That's how bad sugar is. So you go through a withdrawal. Your body go through a withdrawal. You start getting grouchy and moody and, uh, you know, lightheaded. People have different symptoms. Some people get nausea. I never got that. Some people get headaches. I never got that. Mine was always lightheaded. I got lightheaded and energy just down. I didn't have no energy. And that's what made me stop. Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay. Then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off, and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Actors, because I didn't understand it was the keto flu then to lay it on down the line. I went through that already today, but I'm, I'm used to it now. See, I didn't, I got through because I have been there, done that before. I know what it is now. Back educating myself, but the keto flu, I think, is the majority of reasons why people don't stay on the diet. The other reason why people don't stay on this diet because they they don't know how to be creative and they just get get to the urge that they want that snack and they want sweets and stuff like that. It's many many reasons they losing weight, they losing weight, but they get they get bored with the other meal that they're eating. That's one of the reasons because they don't know how to be creative. When they learn how to be creative, then you say you can live. See, my mood is a lifestyle move. I'm not looking for something just to lose weight and then go back to eating the same thing. No, mine is a lifestyle change, just like all of my phases. <clears throat> I'm doing spiritual and financial, a lifestyle change. A mind, un- a, a reverse of my traditional thinking, a lifestyle change. See, that's what I'm looking for. I ain't got time to play games. I'm looking for a lifestyle change, not a short term. It's long term for me, so I'm long term, okay? That's why I'm trying this lowest one in 30 days at a time. Okay? All right. That's the cons. I believe that's the biggest con is the thing they call a keto flu. But besides that, this is my opinion. People will say more. Besides that, it's not too many cons that I know of that bothered me. See? another. Okay, another con. The bad breath. <laughs> Because of the change in your body, you got to keep the certain fluids in you, the right fluids, because keto is known of giving you kind of a dry mouth and a bad breath because your whole body is changing, but it goes away. But, you know, you hear stories of people saying their breath is stronger and stuff like that, you know, the bad breath or whatever like that. I, I noticed that with the actors, but I didn't understand it. But I educated myself. It's because it, I forgot what the, you can do that education yourself, but that's part of the changing in your body. So don't panic if your man and your woman say, ooh, what's wrong with your breath? <laughs> you look good, but your breath stinks. But that's part of the the uh, changing in your body. It's just like when you're at it, you go through those things, you know. Just like you smell certain alcohol and medicines to people's pores when, they, when it's coming out, they sweat. 
and then you can smell the medicine or the alcohol when they sweat and stuff like that. The same thing with keto is coming out. The adjustment is coming out. Okay, so don't panic on that. Those are the cons with uh, a lot of most people when it comes to high protein, low fat diets. So most all diets have some pros and cons, period. To lighter, to danger. So I'm going to lead you with this. Whatever diet works for you, go for it. I'm not going to recommend none of them. I just tell you the one that works for me. And I just give you, yeah, I'm going to give you this recommendation to be fair. If it's a diet that you are real obese, obese as you need to lose about 50 pounds on, well, yeah, about 30 to 50 pounds on up. The high protein, low carb meat diet is the best one to me. Why I say that? Because you can enjoy a lot of meat. You can eat the type of meats you want to, any type of way besides fried. You can fry it in oils, but you don't put the flour on it, which is very tasty and good. Season it the same way and deep fry it in oil, you know, and stuff like that. But don't just put flour on it, which is a high carbohydrate. You go well. I've done that too. Very delicious, man. Very delicious. Like I said, the only thing that stopped me was that keto flu that I didn't, under, I didn't understand. It kind of scared me. But I know what it is now. It's just like a sugar addiction. You're going to have a withdrawal when you first start. Okay? Real talk. Body of Christ, real talk. That's my diet that I'm on. Okay? And think about the things I said about traditions and conditions. And stuff like that. Look at the the history of, you know, traditional American eating and the founders of what you know breakfast. I was going to read that today, but I went over my time, and I want to have time now. But if you want, I'm uh, I'm going to just throw it out there, and I'm going to uh, give you some uh, the Q and A I have with Accent AI about different things like that, and then. We'll keep it short on that, you know, because I did promise them. And sometimes when I get to talking, I apologize. I forget, you know, I start talking about something that was my mind just go everywhere because I have so much to talk about. Yeah, I have so much going on. A lot of things what I just somewhat spontaneous start talking about on my shows, uh, what I plan on talking about, I wind up going another. It's just like when you're ministering, you're preaching. Uh, if you write in notes, which I don't. You know, since I've been doing the show, if you write notes down or you prepare a sermon, a lot of ministers and preachers will tell you the majority of the time they don't even read their notes and sermons because they might go somewhere else or the Holy Spirit will lead them somewhere else. It depends on, you know, who's leading your flesh or yourself or the Holy Spirit, you know, leading you. And but my point is. When I'm talking, sometimes I might say I'm going to talk about something and I will digress and go back. And I don't get because I get so much into it. And, I, you know, it takes me the time to explain a lot of things, you know, and I hope that doesn't bother people. But the reason I do it that way, because my thought pattern is a little slower and I try to make it as simple, as plain as I can for my listeners to understand. See, I do it the best way that I can for you to understand and that's one thing you will never say that I don't try even though I might flip over my words I'm trying to get the point so you can understand it you know because a lot of things I talked about is uh, certified psychologists and 
physiologists and people like that can break it down in a way that makes more sense. But I'm using it in a layman term because I don't like a lot of wordies and words and definitions and stuff like that. So I try to make it plain so I get to thinking a lot. Now, I don't know. I don't have I, uh, most of you. I know I don't have to explain that, but I just want you to know, you know, I mean, well, I mean, well, you know, the, this what I've been talking about is lengthy. It's long-winded mean it's over an hour the majority of the time that I do these shows. And I do that purposely because I want to give you so much information in that little window. And that little window, so much information. A lot of it, most of it's coming from my heart. Most of it's coming from my heart. It's common sense. It's common sense. A lot of it is my opinion. So if you try to look it up or whatever like that, you're not going to find it because it's my opinion. I'm using a lot of common sense. And I, I let you know that. And then things that I'm reading, I'm letting you know I'm reading for somebody else's, whether it's AI or whether it's an article and everything like that. And you just come up what you come up with. So that's how I do me. When it's a fact, I let you know when it's a fact. But that don't mean you're going to agree with it, but it's just a fact. So I'm letting you know how I do what I do. This is how I roll on real talk. That's why you call it real talk. Real talk don't make mean you correct all the time. And it also doesn't mean you're wrong all the time. It's just you just real on what you believe and what you're standing on. That's what real talk is all about. What you hear is what you get. Okay. And it's up to you to do your own research or whatever I talk about. Because I can be wrong. Not purposely, but I can do I can be wrong. But I could change too. It's a lot of times I just say, okay, I was wrong about something. Oh yeah, I thought this like I was talking about America. You know, different different things. I was wrong about that. Hey, I done my own little research, I found out I was wrong. So, you know, you can do the same thing. It keeps you more it keeps you more what's the word I can use? Here I go again. It keeps you more honest. See, with yourself. And once you learn to be honest with yourself, you'll learn to be honest with others. If you're not honest with yourself and truthful with yourself first, you will lie to others. You won't be honest with other people. So as a believer, I'm very careful because I just can't up and lie. I might joke, but I tell you, I'm just kidding. So, you know, uh, sometimes I talk about myself too much in a way, not because I'm negative about myself. It's just I'll just be honest. So you won't think one shoe fits all. You understand what I'm saying? All right. Now, when it comes to salvation, I'm going to talk about that on my next show. I think you understand a lot about, you should anyway, about traditions and the dangers of traditions, good and bad, that can condition you and different things like that. And, you know, you look at your life and I hope you're thinking about that and just check out things yourself. There's great speakers out there that you can listen to. It's a lot of great speakers that you can learn a lot from, you know. And Thomas Sowell is one of them. Look up Thomas Sowell. A great speaker and everything. And these are for the ones that's worried about what color he He's a black man. So I wasn't going to say that, but some people don't mean worried about the color. He's a black man. His name is Thomas Sowell. There's many other out there that are good speakers. Uh, Larry Elder, uh, good historians that's out there and everything, white and black. Uh, so that's going to give you some real history. If you want to know a real history about America, you know, back in the day, David Barton, Barton, 
outstanding history. He can tell you the true history of black history and whatever history you want to know. So it's a lot of things we can learn online or from YouTube. A lot of good information as well as bad out there that we can educate ourselves. Because it's coming to the point we're going to have to because we've been lied to so much. You don't know the truth from a lie, the life and the truth. And the Bible talks about that. Truth are called lies and lies are called truth. We are in that age now. And we have to educate ourselves. Sadly, but true. Sadly, but true. Educate ourselves spiritually. Educate ourselves physically. Educate ourselves financially and mentally. Because we have an enemy out there. The one to keep us down and stuck in man-made lying traditions. I'm not with that no more. I'm not with that no more. The same when it comes to salvation, traditional ways of being saved is another danger. Let's un- get out of that tradition and uncondition ourselves. And it's going to take time. It's going to take time. All right? The way to be saved today. If you want to put a traditional name to it, the traditional way to be saved today for the world, Jews and Gentiles, under this program, under this dispensation, under this administration, is 1 Corinthians 15, 1 4, is the gospel of our salvation. And what is the gospel of our salvation? I'm glad you asked. Believing what Jesus did. Believing that he died, he was buried, and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Please look up that verse in the King James Version, preferably, if you have one. If you don't have a King James, whatever, I just... Recommend that you do get one, you know, and just to have one, just to prepare verses. If you have a, uh, another English translation, you know. But it's First Corinthians fifteen one to four is the gospel of salvation. Believing in his death, burial, and the resurrection. Without that, nobody can be saved. Without believing that, know what other ways to be saved. God bless you all. Body of Christ, real tone. This is Joseph Brownlee. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Peace out. Love y'all. Bye-bye. Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay. Then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today.